1: Welcome to the 100th episode of Expanding Reality. Truly, truly grateful that you're joining us. If you are just joining us for the first time, you got 99 other ones to go check out. They're super dope. So go, go kill it with those. Uh, but for now, uh, you get to join us on one of easily the most high vibe, incredibly intense uh, reality bending philosophy diving into conversations. I've ever had in my life. So when the 100th episode came up, which is, it is New Year's Eve right now, so happy New Year's everybody too, uh, that was the opportunity for me to say, you know what, pat my hand, come back here and let's, uh, let's just talk some shit and go for it. And this is exactly what we did. So uh, enjoy this incredible conversation, guys. I can't thank you all enough for 100 episodes. This has been amazing and it's only the beginning. So thank you for joining me on this journey. If you want to find Pat Mahan, uh, located in the show notes is how to find his show, Like Attracts Like. Could not recommend this thing more. It is the anchor for my good vibe, and we talk about that on the show. So you'll enjoy that as well. Uh, go down in the show notes and check also for expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where you can expand your experience with us here on the show. And make sure that you check out the links for Rockfin for premium content. We've got merch, all that good stuff's down there, guys. So. 100th episode pat mahan let's roll it
0: oh fuck i today i did one today i did a youtube video today. <laughs> i was in it today bro I came out of this meditation today. Like it was challenging because like, sometimes like when I'm in the middle, when I'm in the middle of it, I'll get, I'll get something, something like will come to me that I really want to like, that I really want to do. And I usually have like a pen and paper. Whereas when I come out of it, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll like jot it down real quick. And there's such a, if you wait too long, there's such a disconnect between like whatever it was that you're feeling when it comes in and like reading it on paper two hours later. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like explaining a dream. Yeah. Dude. Some of the most profound shit that I've ever like, you know, realized or wrote down, I didn't take action on it. I didn't like do anything with it. And then I came back and like read the page like three hours later. And I'm like, what the, (laughs) (laughs) what what the fuck is it? What did you, what were you talking about? But like in the moment I was, that was everything to me. And if I actually had like the ability to put that out there, it would have been amazing. And then it would take me time or another like who knows what to get into that space again, to be able to read the page and be like, I got it, I get it. And then do it again. But like, it just literally shows me the disconnect of awareness and consciousness that from that's the, that's the definition to me of different frequencies of consciousness and awareness and being able to take action at different levels in timelines and realities. Like literally you're literally the same thing is written on a piece of paper. And in one moment in time you are connected and you're like, wow, it's literally pulsating palpable through your body and every cell that you have. And you're like, I get it. I get it. I get it. And it's just symbols and just bullshit on this page. And you're like, I get it. And then something happens to distract you. And then you go do something and then you come back and you're like, Oh, let me do that video again. And you look at it and you're like, Oh, there's so many gaps I'm missing here. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you write down a word, but it represented this whole thing. So, it's, but now you're just staring at a word. So, like that, you're literally the definition of expanding reality, expanding consciousness, shifting reality timelines. You get you get a glimpse of what's possible at these different frequencies when you, when you come out of a meditation or when you do like certain plant medicines or mushrooms or DMT. You do something, and in the same moment, you experience this reality this conscious experience where you wish you could take it with you, but just like a dream, you come back down to this, your baseline reality to the reality that you've, you've been choosing for so long that it represents the mirror of those choices. And you're just in that reality. And you're like, but I was just somewhere else a second ago. I know I was there. I'm sure of it. I remember everything it was telling me. I know what's possible for me. I even knew what I had to do, but now here I am in this baseline and the challenge comes from like, from this baseline that you're in can you remember what was possible so powerfully that you make choices through the reality that represents your baseline like can you make choices that represent the higher conscious thing that you know exists because you were there and the only difference between you kind of merging the 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 timeline where you experience all those things that you just one second ago knew was possible. And the reality that you're in now is you, sh- you realize that the reality that you're in now is created from different variants of fear that you allowed along this process and different moments and choices. You allowed a certain frequency of fear to come in where you chose different things that wouldn't represent love. And then you continue to walk that path and walk that path and then it continues to show that fear. And depending upon whether or not you continue to choose love or fear in those moments, you set your baseline. So from there, you're in your baseline, but you know that there's more. You have to look past the illusion of the matrix that says, no, this is all fear. See, this is all fear. This is what you're used to. Here's your baseline. You have to literally look at some of the most terrifying things that there are in your reality subjective to you and make the choice that the version of you that was just in the crazy high frequency reality would have made in order to transcend that loop and pop into the reality where you're a little bit closer to the high frequency reality that you were just aware of a moment ago. (laughs) you know what i mean
1: (laughs) i mean yeah i mean fuck yeah yeah i I do have a question though okay all right pat mahan what is the name of the show right here expanding reality cool what are we doing right now
0: expanding reality raising (laughs) conscious awareness shifting paradigms (laughs) breaking rules wild god, and out
1: goddamn right we were doing all of that on the 100th episode so this is the 100th episode of expanding reality i am brandon thomas that is pat mahan i could not think of any better way to bring in this uh, momentous occasion for the show uh happened in 11 months i don't know how the fuck we made this happen but we did and uh you're a big part of that because you were you were one of the earlier guests and one of the guys that i connected with early on and my god man uh that is everything you just said there intro for the show and i love the new format of yeah. uh, based on this one but dude thank you uh, so much for joining me brother you're My incredible pleasure. and i'm grateful you're here
0: um it's such an honor and you know how grateful i am to be here so again this is it this is it i feel like we are just like ringing in the new year yeah 100 episode like this is it this is the way to do it it's it's literally the evidence of everything that you kind of talk about we talk about of creating we're not just expanding but with that is the creation this this was the in your idea of what you wanted, this was in your imagination, uh, in your mind's eye, not in a physical reality well before you started, and you had to make choices in your life that represented the lack of this being a reality, but to believe in it so much that you took choices when maybe other people said you shouldn't, when maybe you had a voice that said you shouldn't, and you had to continue to realize that that was the reality that represents previous choices in order to create this new thing that doesn't exist from your mind, which potentially, maybe I believe was sent to you from this co- higher conscious version of you, you made choices in your reality. And now we are sitting in the brainchild of your mind. And I am a part of that representative of as a mirror of your conscious experience, literally talking to you about the thing you created in a physical room that you're sitting in. And, and it just continues on and on and on. So people that are trying to manifest things or create things in their life, you, my friend, Are the little what they're watching right now is the physical incarnation of this abstract thought that you had about what you wanted to live. And here we are sitting inside of that dream right now.
1: You're it. You know, it's insane and you're 100% right. And the me, probably even six months ago could not have taken that as a compliment. I wouldn't have felt deserving of that. But dude, you nailed it. I mean, I feel wonderful based on what you said. And yes, you are a massive part of this story. And I've told you this before and I think it's unfortunate, but you have really embraced it for yourself that when I'm in the shit, man, when I'm having a rough fucking go, I put on fucking your show, man. Like attracts like. Of course, which will be linked in the show notes. You guys definitely check him out. Uh, And it always, 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 100% makes me feel better. And I usually will do, you know, other things or whatever. I self-soothe, you know, all these different methods that we go through with shit. But when I'm in the dumps, which is honestly pretty rare, but when I am, you're the dude that just snaps me. You're you're that, um, remember that... Well, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, that slingshot ride that are at like shoddy carnival sometimes or at Six Flags or whatever. And there's yeah, yeah. people, you know, walk in all tough and then they pass out on the thing and there's videos of it and it's probably all <laughs> laugh about it. Uh, you're like that for a vibe check. You just launch, you know, and that's that's awesome, dude. And that's what you bring to the table. And that's why I'm so grateful that you're here, man. This is so I love you. Cool. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah, I love it. I love to be a part of it. You know, I love it. Well, it's it's badass, man, and that's what's so cool about this, man. Is it's, it's uh, you know, and I was telling the wife this earlier because she has um, been having readings with uh, Amy Blair, and uh, she's gotten into her acacia readings, and we've gained some amazing insight and met some incredible people. Again, such as yourself, that I could not have predicted. Whenever I started this thing, I just wanted to talk to a couple of the people that have written some of these UFO books on the shelf back here yeah. and thought that that would be cool and then it just man you know and i've always wanted it to be about the guest and be bigger than me and so it's that and it's wonderful and, and that's what allows me to just let it flow there's no ego driving this damn thing i just let it flow i go where the synchronicity's Lead me, and that's how I met you. Actually, I reached out on Instagram uh, early on in the game, and uh, you and I had backed and forth, and you came on, and we've just become buds, man. I mean, I just love it. You're a brother, and I'm, like I said, grateful, dude. This is badass. So, right. uh, what have what have you been working on lately? I want to get caught up with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, still doing the the podcast, uh, you know, and watching the evolution of that, how it kind of uh, how it's evolved from sim- similarly what, what I thought it was going to be to what it's ultimately come to be. I think in the beginning, when you start something, again, you can only realize it to the degree that you're consciously aware of the pieces of the puzzle at the time. So the pieces of the puzzle at the time were, you know, I do, I have this thing that I feel called to do. I enjoy it more than anything else in my life. And uh, I feel like I would want to share it from from the best version of the non-egoic place I could at the time with as many people. As are called to hear it. That was like my, my my plan for this. And that has just been this progressive, uh, you know, evolution of learning and growing and being challenged and, you know, really experiencing fear and all versions and incarnations of it since this lifetime and probably multiple other ones that are that are being shown to me now to see if I'm you know, if you're the real deal through this and if you really believe all of the things that you say. And there are so many times that during this process I've been face to face with so many of the versions of me that, that knew it and could articulate it and was intellectually consciously aligned with it. And then when in the face of it, in a physical reality, I was like, man, but this, this part sucks. Like, I don't know, like those challenging phases and this podcast that, you know, again, as, as, as I'm sure yours did, it kind of if you continue to choose and and show up every day and make those choices regardless as to what the mind is telling you when you realize that they're separate that what the mind is saying is separate from the choice that you're able to make it is the most powerful place to be in the moment and that is kind of what has allowed me to continuously evolve myself through the show and through conversations like these to continue to learn and grow and present the best version of what I think I feel called here to do. Uh, each day with the with the anyone who chooses to listen. And that's really what I've been doing is cultivating that within myself, allowing that connection, quitting the argument with reality, uh, realizing that it is simply the moment is simply the the evidence of past choices and past um, energetic exchanges, if you will, with love or fear based on whatever your reality was showing you. So I had a powerful re- revelation for myself the other day. And I actually, I thought I was going to text you, but it was way late. <laughs> it was way late. It was like 3 a.m. That's and I fine. Was like, I was like, this is something I think he would, he would kind of like get into where if you think about that like past versions and then uh, current moment and then future potential and realizing that they are not uh, anything other than a perceived moment in this time. And that it's only the mind that tries to shout at you to convince you of the past story. Like when you realize the separation of these things, like obviously unity consciousness, but components and compartments of this and you can separate what the mind is telling you from the choice that you can make because you no longer believe that you are it. There's no, no mind identification to the moment then you can stop arguing with the reality as it is because it leads like once you can get past the mind's argument for why you should or should not do the thing that you want to do and and disidentify with like hey this is not pat mahan that's saying these things it can't be because on one in one second it's saying do it do it you're the you could do this and then literally in the next moment it's like. "Mm." but what about this? And what about this? So it can't be, it can't be you because you're observing both sides of it. So when you can realize that and pop out of that, the first part of the matrix, which is the mind identification to things and to, uh, you know, emotions and judgments and pop out and just be like, all right, what do you say? What do you say? What do I say to myself every day? (laughs) Like, what is the craziness that I say? Like, why do you say this stuff? When you can look at it You can really kind of get outside of what it's saying and zoom out. I I like to say like zoom out on what it's saying and then realize that it's just crazy banter and that we don't think we're not thinking any more than we're breathing. You know, we're aware of thoughts. You you don't breathe. You're aware that you're breathing. You know what I'm saying? And that's a huge, huge, huge uh, shift in the game. When you realize that you couldn't stop it, if you tried like actually stop it, you can get so far in consciousness away from it that it is very, very faint but it, you can't stop it it is a process just like your breath it's like holding your breath or you can only do it for what two minutes and then you're going to breathe again you can't hold your breath long enough to kill yourself like so that's it, super powerful so the thought process that you become aware of you disidentify from that and then you could actually say okay all i have is this moment and the thoughts that i'm talking about this moment uh, or regarding this moment that's just dirtying the lens of the moment so i can kind of move that aside and Stop resisting it and get to right here. Well, let me look around right here and see what's going on. And now maybe you're like, I don't like a lot of this. I like, I get what the mind has been saying, but now I'm moving the mind out and I'm looking at my reality and I'm like, there's a lot of stuff I don't like. You start to realize that the mind connection is the reason that you're living in the reality that you've been living in. No judgment. Here it is. This is it. It's Blake and Statement. Here it is. And then you can go, okay, so what keeps me perpetually in this loop of the reality that I now realize from a very clear vantage point I don't like so much? You realize that it's the mind that's been keeping you in that matrix, if you will, it's, it's, it's that low frequency pendulum. If you've ever read, uh, Vadim Zeland's, uh, the Trans reality, transurfing, he calls these things, uh, low energy or vibrational, uh, pendulums, and they have no purpose. They have no intention other than the fact that they represent the energy vibrationally of what that is. So the representation of fear, the representation of sadness, of judgment, of shame, guilt, lack, all that stuff. Those are just pendulums, energy pendulums, and they require your attention to to stay alive. They require your attention. So the one thing that we have that's the most valuable is our attention. And where you put your attention, uh, that's where the energy that you actually are here, um, inherent on this planet, goes. So if you give your attention to the pendulum, and it gives you a multiple reasons why you should do that. But if you give your attention to the pendulum, then the pendulum repeats itself in a reality that you walk through again, not to punish you, but to show you where you may be off vibrationally from who your higher self is. That's why it feels off, because there's a version of you that knows you're capable of more and and, and can can do and be more. So when you can let go of the mind, let go of the pendulum, sit in the moment and say, I don't like this so much. What do I do? You can actually, cause people are like, well, what's the, what's the trick you have to do what, what is the thing that, that catapults people into the reality that they want or feeling the way that they want letting go. Right. Have you ever thought about like what the F that means? Like, what does it mean to let go? So many people talk about it and there's so many videos of like, let, let go. What, <laughs> what does it mean? And in my view, what I found to be the most beneficial is to let go means that you no longer give your attention to. Kyle sees has an amazing video where he's talking about letting go of a piano on stage. He's, he's, he's speaking about like the power of letting go and like all these things that we have to do. And there's this piano that's on stage and he's grabbing the piano and he's having a conversation with the audience about how one day he's going to let go of this piano. He's (laughs) like, I'm going to let go of this thing. I can't, once I let go of this thing, I'm going to be free from it. I can't wait until I can let go of this piano. And he's talking and talking and talking about letting go of the piano. But he's holding on to the piano so the more attention you give to the thing then the the more it's you're strapped to it and you could never perceive uh or begin to plant new seeds from a baseline that will actually get you to shift into the reality that you want so to sum this all up if you can get past the mind sit in the moment and then know that everything from the past had to happen to get you into the moment where you could let go of the mind from that baseline, you could begin to set new intentions and you will actually feel the power of what letting go is. And it could take it from this progressive low kind of gestation from creating things that you want. to like you could literally shift into a different reality tomorrow. And that sounds so like esoteric and it sounds so woo-woo. Like, nope, you can go to bed tonight. And if you were to let go of a lot of the things that were bothering you and really bothering you, really bothering and then wake up. You don't know who you're going to get a call from. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know what's going to come into your bank account. You don't know who's going to leave your life that at one time you were like, I didn't realize that person had to leave my life. I was really codependently attached to them for quite a while. Like you don't know what's going to happen in the next moment. And anxiety comes from the mind thinking that it needs to. So when you let go of the mind and realize that it could never possibly know because it can only contain the data that you've put in it or the projections from other people or whatever it's kind of realized to the frequency that you're at right now. But beyond that mind, like we were talking about in the beginning, that higher consciousness, that kind of, you just go to a place where it knows things you don't like, that's the best way I could describe it. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's conscious experiences where you seem to be in a place where who you are now doesn't know those things that just came in and, and never, you know what I mean? Like you always did, but, not now because you were asleep and now you're awake and you get it. So you can, you can like allow that to flow in and actually shift your reality to tomorrow. And I don't think you get a better definition of expanding reality and the, the releasing the older version of reality. That's trying to, to kind of like hold you up. It wants to flow. It wants to go. It wants to create, it wants to expand. But we, since we get the choice, we could choose to hold on to that shit and resist it. And so letting go of fighting with reality in the moment, will expand it by default.
1: Dude, you're absolutely right. So uh, I am incredibly allergic to poison ivy, which is wonderful because we live in the country. Now I am so allergic to it, actually, that if somebody is mowing it and the wind blows, I will get it bad. So uh, it's comparable to the negative energy thing so what you give your attention to uh, spreads and gets worse I used to battle with this very very bad especially living out here we've been out here six years now first three or four uh, I would go into this emergency clinic all the time have to get steroid shots get uh, prednisone and eventually they like it was so bad I'd go two or three times a, a, ye- a season and uh, I got so bad because I just could not get over it I thought about it constantly the more I thought about it the more it spread the more I yep. itched it the more I gave it attention the worse it it got and it consumed my reality this one goddamn rash and the one thing that i did was uh later on in it i would recognize what it was before it got out of hand and just leave it the fuck alone and literally meditate and not do anything else on it don't touch it if you brush it up against something okay Deep breath and move on. And I have not had to go back and get any steroids or anything like that because of just a mental focus. You can really just shift these things, but it's comparable to an energy as well. Such a good example. Thank you. Uh, Well, I thought of it whenever you were- whenever you're talking. And then the other thing was uh, to your past life uh, self, I love this moment of now and I love this observer thing because same as you and I've been doing the Zoom out thing uh, quite a bit and uh, it, it does feel like you can go back and I got this from you. This is this is one of your things about going back and reinterpreting your past to bring it to a better now, which is yeah. now is all there is. And even, you know, uh, the way that you put it though was perfect because you go back and the only thing that your memories provide for you is an interpretation of your past, not necessarily what actually happened. This is why misrememberings happen. This is why witness I, uh eyewitness testimonies in court cases suck ass and are often thrown used out. Accurate, right? Exactly, and it's just your interpretation. So by what you said, though, uh, you pull it into your now. You go, oh yeah, it wasn't like that at all. Like I, I was, I way overreacted, or I didn't mean to do that. You know, i forgive myself, and then boom, you feel better now because you've healed that part of you in a timeline that's all constant, like everything exists at the same time. So does that past trauma unless you heal it. So you literally time travel back to your past self, forgive that instance by reinterpreting it in your now from a more higher you know, higher perspective from a higher consciousness perspective. And then you move forward in life. And it's a beautiful thing. This example that you said, it just stuck with me, man. And I'm grateful for you. It's awesome. That's, that's the that. best way to put it. Cause I in, love that. it's all interpretational at that point. You just mend it all. And you're just like, Oh, okay. I don't need to feel that way anymore. And this is where you get to this concept of like spirit guides and shit. And I've said for a while now, uh, your spirit guides are just you. They're different versions of you. Uh, right. so you jump in your past and heal that. Like you can feel things, Let's say your intuition, for instance. This is what's so interesting about this concept of this now moment, because now is a never-ending thing. It's always infinite because wherever you are, there you are, right? There you are right. And so, when whenever you extrapolate this out, though, and if you think about it on a level where consciousness is connected, you know, and even quantum physics, they talk about this quantum entanglement, right? If one particle is affected, no matter what the distance, it's instantly affected to its. Uh, I guess twin particle and so if you're connected to yourself in all moments of time that you've existed in because there's just the eternal moment of now um, then you really get a different perspective on what you can affect so you're now of course affects your future we know that because we can see that the choices we make now and the work we put in or the mindset that we have which it's all connected plant seeds for the future but What's less known, because the same concept applies, that you can actually heal your past in the same way, which yeah. is crazy fucking cool. I love time travel.
0: So check this out.
1: Okay, break it off, Pat. My hand, y'all. Just get ready. This is going to be great. I can go. No, ahead. no, it's go it's ahead. very.
0: It's, I'm piggybacking. <laughs> this is. I'm piggybacking off of what you said, but it just it brings it to a different level for me when I when I imagine it this way. Because, so just like you're explaining, and I agree with every single syllable that you said, so (laughs) one timeline, right? Or like infinite timelines, but one I am, right? So there's Mm. the the I am, like we just keep breaking this down like macro to micro. So there's like the I am, right? The infinite I am, the description of anything and everything without the description of it. Like you couldn't possibly, if you tried to. Uh, As a matter of fact, I believe the point is to not do that. (laughs) So the infinite I am, and then there's an egoic version of us, we'll say. Um, And then that would reference the character that we are in this movie. And then also there were other egoic characters that I believe existed at other times, maybe different. Who knows? Who knows? I don't, I, you know, I couldn't ever say that I know, know, but I kind of have a feeling that there's these other experiences that we have had through consciousness and we've called ourselves different, this and different that and had different, um, you know, conscious experiences through our time and reality. So when we're talking about this one, like, the specific one that anyone listening would be like, well, this is the one I care about. This is the yeah. one I care about. I know they're yeah. all relevant. I know they all matter. But this is the one I care about. This one, where I reference me as this character. What do I do? So, if there is something where you're talking about going back in time, right? So there is, there is now, and then over here, and then over here, and just as I, I use this as an example, so the version of you that started this podcast right? When you were like, I want to do this. And you went out and you did your first thing that day that, that had that idea that you want to do that. You, so that's you here, old version you. Yeah. You Handsome devil. sitting here now, right? Are the future version of that previous version of you. Oh, we're wow. sitting in this moment talking to each other, <laughs> right? See? So when, yes. when, when you started This version of you now that knows what you know, does what you do, has conversations that you have, has expanded the way that you have and has affected uh, humanity the way that you have. When you first made that choice back then in that current moment now, which is the same now, this version of you existed in infinite potential and you faced fear and faced old versions of yourself and faced limitations and faced projections and faced limiting belief systems and faced I'm sure physical um you know knowledge based blocks in the world to actually create the reality that you're sitting in right now i believe you now consciously were the one sending information to you then so that you then could walk the path of sureness that only you now could have that would allow you then to meet up with you now. So now imagine that there was something in your past that you didn't enjoy. Imagine that there was... There's just an infinite degree of different potential possibilities based on who you decide or choose to call in spirit guide, different version of yourself, higher self, whatever the labeling system is. There are other versions of us in this incarnation in an infinite expanding timeline where all I believe creation is complete and we get to choose what we want to call in what if we go from this point back if there's something that's really bothering you a real a choice you really really didn't prefer or didn't bo- you're referencing that this timeline maybe where you are the closest to that but if you can go back and revisit that previous version of you that sat in that traumatic experience and then chose the perception of the experience that you did in that moment you can go back to that timeline in like the deepest form of shadow work ever And in that moment, in that time, in reality, which is now and was now then and is still now, and choose a different perspective then now. (laughs) And it will shift your reality from that timeline to a different one, which was adjacent to it. And then you will actually see benefits in your life starting now from a new perspective that you found then, which is still and always has been now. So now. (laughs) So now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm going to have to get a transcript of this just because it's going to be so funny, you know, to to see this written out. It's brilliant.
0: So now anyone who's sitting here and I believe that pretty much anyone that is listening actually got that and resonates with it. Absolutely. So now do the same thing. Infinite now, only now, always now, infinite timelines. Here you are sitting here now. There's something you want to do. What is it? What do you want to do? What do you want to create? What is it? If you can believe and wrap around, just like We explained that you now was available and existed in infinite potential then, which was still now, but that version of now then, when you were trying to start this podcast, you had to believe so powerfully that this version of you now existed, otherwise you wouldn't have taken action in the world. So the belief system, even though your current reality had no evidence of you being able to do this successfully, your belief system that there was a version of you, a higher version of you, we'll call it, for lack of this uh, a better explanation, there was a higher version of you or a version who has done the thing you wanted to do. You believe that that was possible so much and that one day you would be sitting in the chair as that version of you right now talking to me, you believe that so much that you took action when it was difficult. You took action when you didn't want to. You got up out of bed when you wanted to stay in bed. You canceled other plans that represented things that codependently you used to do so you could slide into the version of you who you are now that doesn't do those things anymore because the version of you can't do those things if you want to maintain this timeline. So now imagine that whatever you want to do, the next part, the next phase, the next reality that you want to shift to also exists in infinite potential just as you do now to you then who better to call in than you then or i'm sorry you in the future that exists also in potential who knows better how to get to where it is that you're now figuring out through your new conscious awareness where you want to go who knows better you have to trust and believe now just like you did then you have to trust and believe now that the next version of you that you want to call in Also is, is there waiting for you? It's just a different frequency version of yourself. And you can ask yourself, what do I do? What do I do? And when the mind could, this is the way to tell the difference as to what what you're listening to, what you're giving your attention to. If you feel uh, limiting, if you feel fear if you feel doubt if you feel scared if you feel all those things don't judge them because they're part of the mind so again we're not the mind anymore we're just watching it so as we're watching it we can listen to it without judgment and feel the emotions this isn't even about not feeling the emotions feel the emotions but know that they're there to purge They're not there. to. If you judge them, they repeat. If you judge them, they repeat. If you judge them, they repeat. So as they come up, as you're listening to the mind say, don't do this, you can't do this. It's not going to happen. It's not for you. Maybe other people, whatever the mind is chattering, whatever emotions that come uh, through you through that process, the representation is that of other versions of you that have experienced that degree or frequency of fear. It's not good or bad. It just is don't fight reality. If you want to get rid of it, ugly cry, get down on the, on the bathroom floor and the purge, throw whatever you have to do to get out the fear that is represented by the mind telling you, you can't do what you want to do. Get that out. But anything that comes in, that's like, Hey, call this person. And you're like, where the, did that come from? Like, write this down. You're going to need that. Like what, this has nothing to do with what I asked for. Write it down. All right, I'm going to write it down. Like It's just these little things, these little pieces of the puzzle that are going to seem like they have nothing to do with what you asked for. Right? Do those things. Do those things and do them through the fear that is represented by your mind that is representation of the past versions of you that could never know how to get the thing you want. But who does know how to get the thing that you want is you, what future higher conscious version you that has been waiting for you to ask it what to do next without doubt. And that's how you get this moving.
1: And it's incredible. I mean, of course, because it's beautiful everything you say. And again, I I agree a thousand percent with every damn syllable you just said, man. It's it's fascinating just to hear you talk. And it's so much fun getting to speak with you because we we just get to these things where you and I are just ping ponging these dope ass. I think our Rubik's cube analogy I still think about to this day. That is the, one it. of the I most talk brilliant. about it a lot. <laughs> it's one of the coolest things. <laughs> and it's this organic exchange of energy, you know, this high vibe that I'm a big fan of, and we could push each other intellectually. And I'm a big fan. So I love though that you're. Your intuition now is what you need the the reason people focus on that and say hey listen to your intuition follow your gut because that's you from the future speaking to you from memories that you have had that you haven't had yet of a trail that leads you to where your higher self is it's yeah. saying hey Write this down because in six months you're going to need it because you're going to meet this person that's going to turn this corner. And it's that elaborate. And you don't do it consciously from here unless you need to heal something. But it's just in the data bank, right? Because that version of you is always tap into a bowl. You've got access to it. So your future self is your intuition telling you, hey, here's how you you do this. That's also what those horrible feelings are. Because if you could think about it this way, those horrible feelings are actually your future selves, your higher selves even your now self's reaction to an old version of you that thought that that was totally cool. Let's say, for instance, that doing like a keg stand and getting shit housed and doing a bunch of cocaine and shit, I used to do all of that. I'd have been 100% down. Now it makes my stomach hurt just to think about it. And so that feeling though, I had back then of, hey, I shouldn't do this. That feeling of disgust that I have now for the past me that ironically needed to do all of that to get to the me I am now. It's Fucking nuts. So yeah. then it becomes like, is this just predetermined? I mean, in a certain way, it is because your future self is already there. Now, I know that we talk about you have a sea of potentiality in front of you, and that's why you don't necessarily know the future. You know possibilities for the future. So do you think it's like this never ending masturbatory exercise of just this constant life that really you don't have a choice over? They just kind of make you think you have a choice over it because you've already made the choice, but you forget that? I have two ways of thinking of this. And I give this a lot of thought too.
0: So, okay. It's one of those things where to to know would ruin it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, like a movie. Yeah, like no spoilers. Yeah.
0: I think there are certain parts of this game that we're in, if you will allow me to call it that. I think there's certain parts of this game that we're in that are designed for us to not know. But if I'm going to kind of like, you know, uh, uh, expand on this there is something where I, I know for sure that there's a couple different like veils of forgetfulness right and they seem to be very very much by design and i did a, an episode it might have been yesterday's i don't know we're uh, talking about we actually wake up oh man you might like
1: <laughs> it <laughs> i'm gonna fucking love it go with it
0: we actually wake up in my view we actually wake up twice in this game of life
1: Okay. I can see I where you're going with this because I've experienced it, but I want to he- keep going, please.
0: So, so here's, here's how I, here's how I view this. When I look back and this is just my own subjective viewpoint of like my own life. So uh, I'm only speaking to that. But when I look back on my life, I know that there is a period from zero to, I don't know what age, but a certain age where I have nothing. I have no recollection at all. Nothing. Um, and then if i really sit back and think i can kind of try to access my first conscious memory of my own self-aware life it changes but so cuz sometimes like you have the first one like i definitely think that this is my first but then sometimes you maybe you're remembering remembering maybe you saw a picture from when you were 4 and you don't remember actually being self-aware in that moment as you but you remember looking at the picture and then projecting yourself into the picture and being like, yeah, we were at a party. And I remember like, so it gets a little bit shifty when you're trying to really access your first conscious memory. But the first part of this process to identify the game is to say, what was your first conscious memory of your life here? Being self-aware of yourself, like remembering being in your body. Like I'm in the game. I remember being in the body. So for me, the first time we wake up, which is we actually wake up into the sleep, into the dream, i know it sounds paradoxical yeah, but no, it's perfect so you, yeah so you wake up into the dream right um so from zero to whenever but we are still we're going to say for all intents and purposes we are still in this reality we're still a physical being vibrationally connected all those things still apply but we are a blank slate so this is bit you want to talk about expanding reality and evolving <laughs> and expanding consciousness and raising consciousness and frequency so we as little human beings uh, vibrational beings, we come in here, or part of our soul, or however you choose to view this, like this unaware I am part, or the I wear, uh, awareness of I am comes into a little body. And from zero to whenever your first conscious memory is, you're a soundboard, your projection board for the frequency of human beings around you. Right. So you are being projected upon by these people in your formative years, the, your parents, if you have them, or guardians or your siblings or whatever, fear, narrative, commentary, uh, media, dialogue, news, blah, 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 blah. You're just getting pelted with all of this stuff. And during this part of the process, it's forming what will become your identity. Your ego when you wake up into the dream of unconsciousness. You are here now as a as a soundboard and a representation of the frequency that was around you at the time. You know, and you go then in your life, in your in your journey, the hero's journey, walking around, thinking that you are that and experiencing the contrast of that and some great things and some not great things, and you're forming a little bit more of these experiences to the degree that you attach yourself to to that experience, to that, to that version you suffer through that attachment, you suffer through that identity. And all of these things, I believe by design are here to snap us out of it, to snap us out of our character, to wake us up through suffering to the point where we start to ask deeper questions. So there's a part of the suffering process where we don't want to ask those questions and we go out into the world to try to fix it. We go out into the reality, into the mirror, uh, you know, and try to fix it to control how we feel inside. And, Ultimately, if we continue to do that, it's will entropy, it will explode or implode. And again, you'll be left going like, what do I do now? What do I do now? And then your ego or identity or the representation of all those old projections will say, do this, do this. And it will keep trying to send you out into the world, into the dream to fix it until you finally realize through enough suffering where your ego has nothing left for you. It can't. You don't even want to do it again. I don't want to do this again. I'm not trying to get up out of bed and go, you know, make this much money again. I'm not trying to buy this car again. I'm not gonna get with this girl again or this person or guy again because I'm just it's not there. You realize it's not in the dream. And it's at that point that you start to ask yourself deeper questions. And when you do self inquiry, that is when you awaken from the dream as the I am that can now do what we're talking about now. Yeah. So I believe it's so powerfully by design that that there's a part of us before we get here in this conscious experience that that has this laid out and so it's tricky because the next question would be is does it have a specific thing laid out
1: yeah yeah
0: and you're you know there's infinite potential and based on the choices you make you either do or do not achieve that specific thing and then i start to think about the expansive infinite nature of consciousness and reality and physical and non-physical nature. Oh, remind me of something else I want to talk to you about that relates to dreams. But say a anyways.
1: word dreams. Okay. Got it. Dreams.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so the next part of this is if you were to go back, so let's say like to be a podcaster, to be uh, you know, a top mentor, to be a, a, a professional athlete or so, I don't know, whatever specific thing you want to call into as being someone's destiny or their pre pre-designated um destination this is where it gets tricky because we created all of these things and they progressively evolve as well so that would be like saying i mean think about infinity and think about all the different potential possibilities and that would be like saying that 300 years ago when there was no such thing as a podcast and there was no such thing as a professional, I mean, you know, professional athlete, like we're talking about it. There's no such thing as this and no such thing as that. That would be like saying that back then someone who didn't achieve their potential was supposed to be a podcaster, like because podcasting is a thing,
1: but it's not a thing. It's, it's, it's a vessel. So does that make sense like No it does because you're you're projecting like attributes that would be useful to a technology that wasn't available to them.
0: Right. So now what is available now? So that would be like saying that we predetermined that we were going to come in at this time and that podcasting was going to be a thing and that we jump in and that's it. So, yes. Like, yes. You know
1: I've 100% thought about this because you're like why would I be here? why would I be in a time where this wasn't a way if this wasn't the way I chose to make this happen? Absolutely. You want to be born into a place where the technology is there. That's why we're not flying cars and shit. We're not supposed to yet. Right. Cool.
0: So that's, that's what, that's what I think. And I think that if you, the the only other way to think about it is that, Oh, see, this kind of like goes into another, another part of the uh, process. Uh, What is it called? Syllipsism. Have you ever heard of that? I, I could be completely wrong on that. I almost want to Google that.
1: Syllipsism? No. All
0: right. It, it, it sounds... Let's see.
1: You're a fucking badass. I just want to tell you how much I love you. So thank you for doing you. this. You're I great. love you. I
0: love you. I don't mess. know how to spell it, so this is not going to work well. <laughs> Anyways, it's ultimately...
1: <laughs> it's like an STD. You know, you look up an STD and start <laughs> Do talking I have- about it. I have- That's it. What? Yeah. Oh, shit.
0: It's essentially the belief that you're the only
1: one in <laughs> reality. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I also don't know that it's syllicism, syllicism,
0: syllicism or syllipsism, syll- something syl- like that.
1: Syllipsism, I believe. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, go, uh, just write us in if that's wrong. We'll have fact checked this by the time that comes out. Oh, yeah. Anyway, fact check the hell out of it. <laughs> no, I'm with you though, because this is what I talk about, about consensus reality. I want you to keep going. But, uh, whenever I talk about consensus reality, it's said nothing here is separate from you. Therefore you're the only one having the experience. Therefore Uh, this is it. You're it. The only one in the room. Exactly. And then you go look at like the
0: golden rule from all of these other different, uh, you know, groups from all over thousands and thousands of years ago. Uh, You know, one of the things that of course, I believe anyone who said this got right is that the do unto others as you would have done, on yourself and i think that if you were to expand on that a little bit it's like because they are yourself
1: yes it's because bill, they are you so bill hicks had this thing and i bring it up all the time because i fucking adore bill hicks and i think this is a great reference and when it relates to this so he says yeah we're, what's going to happen to the arms industry when they realize that we're all one right all the people making these weapons and all that shit it's like oh god we're all it huh yeah I'm, Yep. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> no, that was that was it. I just wanted to pop that in there because that's a, that's a brilliant thing. That's a great way to look at it. And Hicks, you know, God God rest his soul. He's uh, I'm gonna link that shit in the show notes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just noting here. Um, yes. So I mean, he was fucking bad. Did you ever listen to a lot of Bill Hicks? I had. I have listened to him. Yeah. I mean, not enough to be an authority on it, but I definitely listened to him and and. Just awesome. And especially you come back and listen to it now as it relates to politics and what was going on in the daddy Bush administration and stuff like that. It's crazy. The parallels. Yeah. And I mean, this is that on, on steroids, but Steroid, yeah. it's wild. All right. So two two reality concepts I want to discuss with you. And I've been waiting to do this for so long, dude.
0: Fucking I've been waiting to it. talk about these two things for so long. Okay. So the first one is, let's say this, this, and again, fact check, but I'll, I'll say that I believe it's called syllabism or syllabism. Syllicism. We'll go with that. And that's the understanding or the belief that you are the only one. So what that would imply, and this is difficult, but interesting, what that would imply from my point of view, from my perspective, is that if, I, if something were to happen to me, that everyone goes away. That it's like it's all yes, right. Like yes, it, it, it's on the only one. Like you are literally a projection of my subconscious. Yes. Like you, you are essentially, that's how I understand it. You tell me if it, if you understand it differently to that.
1: Well, no, and it is. And I've talked about it too, is if um, relating it to the simulation argument where maybe the history doesn't exist. That's just part of the thing that's set up here for you to use as a reference point to the reference keep, point. You wake up every this.
0: you wake up every day and you just have the data there. Like it's when I turn my computer on. You know what I mean? Like it it references
1: everything, but that doesn't exist anywhere. Right. And then I'll uh, add to it, though, that it's kind of like Westworld. So when you come here and again, back to what you said about podcasts existing now. So it's kind of like you get to choose the period in which you want to go experience. So if you wanted to go experience like the 1800s or something like that, you can go do that. Now, that's going to come with a set of parameters that are because of that experience, what that time period period offers as far as an experience goes. Even that, dude, right? Fuck. Did we right. just break that open? That you get to pick consciously the time period in which you need to learn those lessons because it's a lot denser. It's a lot heavier. So heavier, you pick... right. Huh. I mean, and then in that way, you can experience things not only through different uh, projections of yourself, but also through different entities experiencing that in that time period. But it's totally different. Like, if you want to know what it's like to go run away from dinosaurs, you could just go experience that. But it's with its own set of challenges. Like, you get a lot of probably nature-oriented information as far as what foraging is like and stuff like that, but you're also in fear constantly from being chomped on by a dinosaur. I don't know how we got there, but I'm a big fan of it. Um, So. But uh, it does feel like, though, that you're absolutely right, that this 100% thing, if it happens to you, it, it fucks everything else up. But back to the simulation thing, to finish the point, I got it back, yeah. uh, is that you have a snapshot of existence here that you are experiencing. So history is just kind of here, like I said, built in. Future is not even there at all. And nothing happens outside of the simulation other than your observation and existence in it, because you're the whole reason that it exists. You paid, right. you paid for the ride. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's weird though, right? I mean, to think of it that way because then, yeah, you're just like, okay, dinosaurs weren't a thing, and maybe that's like the thing too. It's it's like you're figuring out that there are holes in the theory, and maybe that's even part of it. Is for you to dismantle it and to figure out that you're in a game. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the whole thing. You I know, definitely
0: don't... feel like there there is uh, there's two references that that I like to or one powerful one that I like to use with uh, you. I think we might even talked about it before, like Rick and Morty. Oh yes, the Rick and Morty, where they're playing um, Roy
1: yes for, for anyone oh, with the uh yeah 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 uh i know exactly what you're talking about
0: there's a part where rick and morty cartoon uh they oh my hair's wild they uh they go to an arcade and there's like this game called roy yes. and uh rick takes the headset and puts it on morty and he like gets instantly put into this game. And that would be my, my idea of talking about the first part of awakening into the dream. That's what I was talking about before. Like he woke up like as Roy as a little kid, you know what I mean? As a little kid and doing his and his thing. And uh, it's just a series of events that he, you know, goes through and he chooses and he, you know, he's working at a carpet store and then he gets uh, married and then he gets sick. And then like, after he gets sick, he goes back to the carpet store and he's climbing a ladder and then he dies. And then when he dies, like it says, game over. And then Morty takes the headset off and he's like, what? where's my wife <laughs> yes. we're What's What's going on and then rick's like easy 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 and he's like oh good he's like you made it to 55 not bad you know and then rick takes the headset puts it on and starts whiling out in the game and people are like admiring how crazy he is going in the game and when he gets done morty's like how'd you do that and he's like yeah he's like i never go back to the furniture store you know what i mean like after on or the carpet store he's like so it's basically this interpretation of did, did, did we come on? Is there some kind of like a, what is reality? Is there some kind of like a a thing where we, pre-determined that we're going to come into a game and we're going to play it by these rules in this timeline for this reason to evolve in this way. And there are little glitches that we can kind of look at to dismantle what's happening so that we start to question the reality so much that it starts to awaken us to who we truly are. And there's a multitude of reasons as to why we might want to do that. I think also most of those things are not supposed to be realized by us or it would ruin the game. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's what, that's what I think. I think that very much commands me to say, like, the only thing that I know is that I don't know anything, but what I feel inside about, you know, what I thought was possible in life versus what I realize in my life now and how sure I was about those convictions of disbelief and judgment and pain and suffering. And then now how free I truly, truly am of those things. I could only, only conclude that i came into this timeline to and to do that like i came into this timeline to do that and then to share that you can do it too and it's nothing that i teach you it's nothing that i offer it's the resonance of sureness that i say it with that allows you to maybe awaken something similar inside of you. And then you begin to ask your own deep questions. And then you begin to expand on your own for your own reason. And then look to the benefit of your journey that you were once suffered by and, and tormented by. uh, And then you could even take that version. So if we all did this collectively, like this could be the one infinite eye doing this subjectively through each and every single one of us in this universe so that we can all pass this on to the point where each I allows the, the ego to get dismantled so much and see so many glitches that the ego is done asking. It can't do anything more, but ask who the hell, who am, what is this? Why am I here? Why does this happen? And then that's where you shift immediately by surrendering to that mind and ego, you shift surrender, you shift immediately to the higher conscious part of where you may be playing the game initially from wherever dimension exists. And that's where you're closer to that information and closer to that data and maybe closer to your real purpose and your passion. Like you, you get out of the lower layers of, of consciousness into the more expansive layers of awareness. And what is awareness? Information, you know, data, possibilities, connection, unity, all is one. Like you start to go from separation consciousness to unity consciousness and see that it's all the same thing. And then it gets wild. It gets wild with what you can do and the powerful, uh, you know, way that you can inspire others who are also you to to really see that for themselves
1: and you just fucking nailed it here, man, because it's the same thing. That's you understanding that it's a ride. That's the you that sits there that knows unity consciousness, that knows that we're all one, that knows that it's not dire and you're just here to have fun and it's just a ride. That's the you, that's the observer, just remembering that. That's the person watching the movie that you're so convinced that it is real. And uh, I love this perspective, though, because it's not dire. It, it goes with what, I guess, resonates with me the most, if I could say woo-woo shit. Uh, what resonates with me the most is that it's just a fucking ride, man, and we're just here to have fun and play. And And to do little things along the way. It's like we pick up like side quests and side missions and shit. And maybe spiritual awakening is part of one of those. That's one of the reasons that we're here in this life to experience this through these mediums of communication uh, is to have that experience. Now, you can choose any fucking thing you want here. I really do believe that. And it's not dire. And I know we, we talk about like the dangers of... Uh, David Warner Matheson, sweetheart guy, uh, he said on that episode, because I gave him, you know, I always have to interject for some damn reason, that we're all (laughs) one and it's going to work out. And uh, he was like, well, we got to be careful. And I agree with him. I agree with him 100 percent about why what he said and why he said it, because he said we have to be careful of that, because that might give some people the idea that you can just go around killing people because in another life they'll come back. Which is true. But if you. Follow this model. The people that understand these things aren't the ones to go out and lower their vibration to test this, to test it in that way, because that's not who you are. Yes. Technically you could do that, but it's not, but anybody that thinks like Jim Jones was like doing God's work and high vibe shit, that's totally different. That's not the, the one that understands that we're all one because he didn't, you know what I mean? It comes with a degree of discernment, that understanding. So of course, yes, if we take it literally like if we take the Bible literally, uh, then, yeah, you can get misconstrued on it and it can fuck your life up. But if you look at it from a higher perspective, which is what that would require, then the option of you, even though, yes, technically it's allowed uh, to go kill people, wouldn't even be there. It's not a thing. Like you just don't it. doesn't, I, it doesn't don't exist it.
0: at that Right. Yeah, like,
1: you don't even look at things that way. You're just like, yeah, consciousness I guess.
0: scale this is actually a great lead-in to this, to this thing that I was saying when I, uh, dreams that I I wrote down. That's, I feel like my cat just (laughs) like,
1: your cat just did that. that? What kind of hell? Bobcat. You got running around my cat and it like hit the thing on the chair. (laughs) Okay.
0: That was amazing. Um, so yeah. So the dream thing is going to be one thing that that's like just, I might close with the dream thing with you. Like when you tell me it's time, because I want to get your, your viewpoint on that, but I don't know. I'm like, Okay. So this is like a legit question, so like a, leg, a legit, philosophical, internal, you might want to sit with this for a while, kind of a question about the nature of reality and why things are the way that they are, why it might be designed the way that it is, and what the ultimate, I don't like to use the word goal, but what the ultimate goal might be for a human, Right. So let's just say that we go back to this. I am thing where it's, it's it's only only you in the room, right? But there's a bunch of different versions of you and we're all collectively working together to, uh, to realize something as far as earth goes as a, as a place where we say we are right. It's physical. We believe it's physical and it's here and here we are. And me and you are sitting here having a conversation on what we're going to call earth. So, it's an interesting question to say well what is the nature of earth what is the purpose everything has a purpose so what what is the purpose of earth and the there are there are two ways to to look at this one could say well and what is a human's purpose on earth and again I don't um you know subscribe to like there being uh, you know purposed I think that we get to live out our purpose you know what i mean but yeah, I, agree. What would, I agree what would the overall goal be and then you look to some of these other books that have multiple different versions of what seem to be very similar stories one being the garden of eden story right and this utopia where one is with what you would call a god the you know the source of all and love and peace and and uh unity and then you have what you would maybe call like the the catastrophic stories and the flood and you know noah and the ark and when when humans are wicked and the system deems that humanity has not made the proper choices for long enough that we believe we need a reset right so now you have this earth in the center and then you have these two ideas and concepts of what this earth maybe could or should be or could, uh, uh, or could end up being and one of them is utopia and the other one is we're going to destroy ourselves and each other and it's gonna be ruin and then here we are in the middle and depending upon what we give our attention to we seem to be able to shift the reality that we experience
1: yes yes right Absolutely. so now that is
0: true that is true and it also i i know and have read uh many books from many uh powerful people i believe uh frank uh frankel uh, last i'll f- i'll find it out and send it to you but um frankel is it's called um uh, man's search for meaning we may have talked about that uh, also it's called, uh, it was somebody who was uh, basically, what go- had gone through the worst or some of the worst suffering that you can imagine uh, around the forties when, you know, world war, you, you know, the world war and, uh, and, and basically the suffering that this human went through and that he still found a positive perspective and shifted his life in this amazing way. And it challenges anyone who maybe hasn't gone through something that extreme to like, maybe question as to whether or not they can do it too. So now here's these two stories that in multiple, um cultural groups we all are told some version of these two stories and they all represent again this this dynamic of what you would call the extremes of one thing right there's no everything is one thing there are just different extremes of of one thing so there's no uh you know dark and light they are they're two extremes of of a a variation varying degree of of light um there's no was well, there's no hot and cold there are two different degrees vary of temperature so it depends on how you look at at this thing so now you have earth in the center in these two stories what would the purpose of earth be because some people have the idea that we are supposed to be here to wake people up to shift the fullness of humanity to this utopian society right? And if we could do that and everyone could shift this, this humanity and every single person on earth had the same viewpoint that you and I are trying to you know, embrace for ourselves and really, really lead from that way. Everyone here did it. If everyone here did it, now, what is the purpose of earth then? And if that's the case, don't we just shift back to utopia where everyone would eventually forget because there's no contrast who they are? But wouldn't that suggest then that the only thing to do would be to try to inquire through that contrast and go on a journey from that, which we know we are to walk through the path of everything that we couldn't believe or believe that we're not to ultimately reemerge through consciousness to that, which we truly are again, and continue that cycle. If the only way that that cycle would have any value, if there is, if there was the story of what happens when humans are wicked in the flood. So that we would have something to be scared of and something to blame ourselves for and something to judge ourselves by along this journey of awakening. So my question to you is, are we supposed to shift humanity to back to this utopian experience only to forget who we are again to ultimately have to repeat the loop of coming back here to forget who we are to then remember who we are. Or are we here to do this process to find balance between the two stories and choose the path that we want to take from a place of uh, literally imagining what our purpose is from that higher player coming from the game saying, like, here's what you do. Like, what is the purpose of Earth now that you can realize that if you went to the the Eden side of this, that that story is telling you that you're going to leave it because you can't know the fullness of who you are without the contrast of it. You can't, it's dualistic nature. So what's the purpose of Earth then if it's not to evolve to utopia? Uh,
1: Yes, is your answer. Uh, The purpose of it is to do all of those things. I think that maybe if you look at it from the view, just even a step out from just the two options, because maybe it's not an either or, maybe it's a yes. So perhaps it's like some big alchemy, and what you have here is ingredients of options, but they're all played out in different ways because you do this an infinite number of times. So therefore, those experiencing and those micro levels that you project yourself down to, to have this experience, to create this experience, is also kind of altered by whatever mixture you want to throw into it. So if you do want to see what a balancing looks like or running a simulation would be an analogous to this as well. You could run simulations to see what earth would be like but on such a scale that you can zoom into it and actually experience that. Like that's how dope you are as a creator. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, no, that that's that's what I the two stories have to represent exactly what we just talked about. The but, but the purpose is to use those two stories to go through the various amounts of infinite simulations yeah. that you could actually get involved in through whatever you, and I when I say purpose, I mean that there is a part of your soul that is good at this thing that you do and wouldn't want to do anything else and feels, I would imagine pretty much called that you came here to do this thing, right? You, you probably don't feel like you came here to throw axes at uh, you know, uh, wood in the trees. Like you probably don't feel like you came here to do much else than other than this. Evidenced by the fact that all of your choices are slowly and progressively leading you to do this, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm a a hell of of an ax thrower. I got to be honest with you. I could just cross it off the list. I built a target. It's why you came here. here. I built a target and shit out here. But I agree with you. Now, what if uh, part of this um, matrix or this experience is to do that? You just say, okay, I'm in this avatar. I'm going to go down. I'm going to do this. But here are the conditions, you know, and all the way down to like, here's Earth. With two moons and shit, you know? I mean, all the way down to, like, we'll run the simulation where I can fly in this one, you know what I'm saying? And and that, though, still cultivates an experience with a quest or a job or something, but it's fun. It's not dire, right? It's just kind of a... It's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's so you're not so aimless, but you can be aimless if you want, but there's kind of a compass there. And I think that's what your intuition is. Perhaps that's it, right? That's your intuition trickling down from your highest version of what you want to be that you chose to come here to be. And then you just look back down the line, but you can do whatever you want. But the further off guard you are from that or off tilt, it kind of beeps, you know, like one of those uh, radiation meters or something. It's like, no, 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 you're you're going off track. You know, that's why you feel like shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you ever ever jump into a a course like a video game and, and it's, as like okay so you're this character you choose the character and you go in and then it's like uh difficulty level of difficulty right so what if this is such a you know viscerally real experience that you know we're like okay we are infinite you know creation god itself and we're going to come in here and pretend for a little while that we're not and well what's the what's the goal well we we have this preset thing that we want to do and we came here with the essence of that you know, inside of us. And, uh, but so what's your, what's your fear level here? Like, what are you going to put your degree of difficulty. And based on what you put in that, when you enter, like, that's how crazy your life's going to be. And it's like, just like, you know, the game Roy, like something happens and you, you freak out and you go the complete other way. And then you, you know, you're on the street homeless because you let fear overcome you and, you know, consume you. And then you wake up, die out of the dream. And everybody's like, dude, I can't believe it I can't believe that you let your your ex-wife do, like I don't get it yeah what a like
1: douche I'm, all right it's my turn and then they go in too and then they I'm, go in I'm all with right. you and yes it is like this selected avatar type of experience And just like you said man because I've said this before it's you set your difficulty you set your height you set your location you set your time period you can do all of that stuff and then your goal may be your difficulty lesson it's like okay well, do you want to be a sheeple and just do what you're told the whole time like an npc do you want to sign up to just kind of walk around in the background and shit. Right. Now right. you're going for the spiritual one. Woo! Okay, good luck, buddy. And then they just kind of send you in, and here you go. You know, it's crazy, dude. It crazy is. I cool. love
0: it. I love it. And I think like any and all of those things are are valid. the The only the only thing that and for me again since it's subjective, I can. But but it seems to be also a collective experience too on DMT mm-hmm. or or psilocybin or high high doses of this we as humans have this potential to hit a what i will call i can only call a frequency of consciousness and a a sense of awareness where there is there is nothing but this feeling this overwhelming feeling of what i would call and describe as like love and unity and acceptance and like and when you hit that it is so powerful it's so powerful to the human in me anyway that when i come back from that and i can sit and kind of reflect on it there was nothing else but that there was nothing else but that i couldn't try once i got past the layers of dmt fear which is very similar it's just it's the same thing as here. The, the, the fear uh, experience on an LSD trip or on psilocybin or DMT, if you're scared by it, it's going to ruin you. If you actually believe it, the things that are being presented to you, it will ruin you in that trip. And you'll have a very bad trip of loops of this. But the second you can choose to say, no, be, I go away, be gone with this and, and choose love in that moment. It it turns into like these amazing flat, like you can get out of a bad trip in, in a conscious experience of psychedelics. Like that's not to say that like we control, but we kind of do, you know what I mean? Like it's here to show us what it's here to show us, but it's here to show us what you're scared of so that you can release that fear. And then from that, if you can do that powerfully enough, you do shoot or, to this place where it is love and acceptance and unity. And it seems to be all encompassing and it seems to be what everyone is doing. So from that vantage point, if I'm just taking it down in frequency, like that's at the highest frequency that I believe that, you know, that I've experienced and who knows what other dimensions or frequencies are, are out there infinite. Right. But at that one that I've, I've been able to, and other people have been able to, to experience, then all we're doing Shifting back down into the body, which is three density, 3D, which holds more resistance and more physical matter. It's a little bit slower down here, but there's no part of me that doesn't think that the same process is applying. That here on 3D Earth and reality, that we are the same conscious connection. Maybe there's 25% here and you know 75% up here, and we access that greater part of us. But then we come back down into here, hopefully remembering that greater part of us, but remembering that the fear example holds the same. That just as those images in that trip, all I had to do was face them with love and so much sureness of who I was uh, and who we are that they dissipate and turn into flowers and beautiful pictures and images and angels and y- you name it. I feel like the same thing is happening here, but at a 3D level. And I feel like really humans, regardless as to how we choose to play the game, I believe all of that is absolutely accurate. But that's the only part that like gets me where I'm like, oh, I feel like... I feel like there there is this transcendence and this transmutation of lower frequency energy to higher frequency energy where that unity exists. So that's the part of me that believes that there like we get to play the game however we want. I believe it. I believe we get to choose. I believe we did choose. But I there's this thing inside of me that because of that experience And because of like when I've done it here in this reality, when I have made those choices that maybe were difficult, when I let go of that person that was no good for me, when I stopped doing addictive things that were absolutely destroying my mind and body, when I let go of those things because I realized the greater part of what I felt I was my entire reality is shifted. I am living in a different timeline now than if I continued to, to do those things. So part of me says, well, did I come here to do those things and be reckless and finish my, my life that way? Or did I come here to start that way to ultimately wake up to what hopefully all humans have the potential to do, which is shifting consciousness higher to that love connection that I was so sure is everything. And, and uh, that's what gets me going down here is just constantly making choices that allow me to shift closer to what I felt that love is and be the representation of that
1: here, like, but also play the game how I want. Exactly. And that's the whole thing, right? You play the game how you want. Now, um, why do you think it is that the vibrational flux is here? So this is something I've been very interested in lately as well, that the fact that there are different experiences to be had here, but depending on what vibration you hold, which is very fluid and kinetic, uh, changes the exact reality that you've got. Now, what would be nice is if you could go through and kind of like get to a certain part in the game with your emotional maturity and spiritual maturity and just hit save so that you didn't like backtrack, you know, and you didn't I have think like, you can. You know, I, I would think so too, because and you do this, I guess, just in the way of the things that you're over, like I said about the kegger and cocaine, it's just not appealing to me anymore. It just, makes that's, where, me, I gonna go. that's yeah. where I was going to go.
0: That's where I was going to go. So that was a baseline for, uh, for both of us for quite a long time. Like, and, and what does that come from? Like, why would someone choose to do that with their attention? Why would someone choose that behavior in the world? Right. Because that there's not, that's not a good or bad behavior. It's simply a behavior. It's simply an act that the good or bad is perceived by, by judgment, by us. But if that thing, if doing those things for however long led you to such a point where you were like, I'm done with this, then it was an amazing thing. It was an amazing thing. So, so the, Something had to happen. You're continued, like the Buddha said, like the the root of all suffering is attachment. You were attached to whatever belief systems drew you to that behavior over time. And then that physical behavior over time that produced this result of really knowing fully who you truly were not and did not want to be anymore. You could only know who you are by knowing fully for yourself who you do not want to be. And once you realize for sure who you do not want to be in this
1: world because you've had enough,
0: you save the game.
1: I love it. And yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. Because uh, it doesn't, it's like not something I'm ashamed of. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did oh that. I God. had a fucking was blast. Wild. Oh God, I should not wild. have survived. I did it. Uh, we made it through never killed anybody, never stole anything, never, you know, did any All needle right. drugs. That was a big deal for me, uh, even in my craziest times. Yeah, I mean, but it was, you know what I mean? So it's, and it's part of the story. But what's interesting is I, I just like you probably too, I always 100% of the time do what I want. Okay. I, I and, but the cool part about that is, what i've wanted has elevated in consciousness now i want to be of service i want to help people and it's that's never it. like i was a piece of shit it's just your focus changes so you're always doing what you want uh, you're just now doing it consciously through the lens of what well, makes me feel good to do good for others and like that's that's, that's compass enough right like the law of, law of one explains the exactly. difference between the, the service to self on
0: the surface of others. So in, in, in the egoic sense of, uh, identifying to a human that believes that they are unworthy or lack something, then we will sacrifice. Like we will go out into the world, sacrificing who we truly are to try to manipulate the world, to give the presentation that we are this thing in the world to be, you know, of, of, proper judgment to the to this mirror itself. So we sacrifice ourselves in that moment, the higher self that would not do those things. (laughs) We sacrifice that, which we truly are, because we believe the illusion of thinking that we are not that, therefore we lack it, therefore I need to go out in the world and service myself to get it, serve myself. Everything has to have this egoic filling of the void to get me to feel good, because I don't feel good. Get me to feel better, because I don't feel that great. Get me to do this because I'm missing this, like get, get, get. And then something happens when you live that life long enough, uh, that you realize how how futile it is to continue that path and that everything starts with you because you're it. So when everything starts with you because you're it, you start to ask those deeper questions of who you are and begin to self-realize who you are. Then you realize that the external world that you were so fascinated with trying to control and manipulate responds to you. That you, you it's the, it's the, it's the, it responds to your resonance of who you believe you are. So as you shift your belief systems and as you shift your uh, attachment to things that represent the old version of your lack, you raise in frequency closer, more closely connected to the unity consciousness that you are. So it's just it's diluting the the ego, which is attached to lack or to things or to separation. So the more that you go through that, it's it's designed to get you to the place where you see the illusion of that, like that it's never the thing. It's never the thing, it's never the thing, it's never the thing that is giving you joy. It's your perception of what that thing means to you that is allowing joy to be experienced by you. It's not I've had a lot of different things in my life that I was sure was going to do it, was sure, would have bet my life on it that if I just had this, if I could just this if this just came in then i'll be finally never it was never any one of those things it was never any one of those things and i don't believe that it really ever has been for any length of time for anyone i believe that when you let go of it needing to be a thing and you go into the reasons why you thought it had to be then you can release your attachment to it And when you release your attachment to it you could still want it you could still love it but it's no longer on a pedestal It's no longer the thing that's going to complete you and you will raise in frequency to the to the level of the thing that you want. And that's when it's a match. And that's when like attracts like. And that's why when people are coming from a place of lack or talking about their problems all the time or talking about why they don't have something or why something's not working out. But then in the next breath, consciously articulating what they want so bad and saying, all I do is think about this that I want. Like, but what frequency are you thinking of it about? It's not a match. If you're th- if you're thinking about the lack or experiencing the lack in reality, your podcast never, ever, ever would have gotten off the ground and been such a success like it is if the version of you that we were talking about previously, who was imagining it, was sitting there t- and focused on everything that was not there, Every- everything, all the reasons you couldn't or why I don't know what to do. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. If you were in that mind and attached to that belief system, you're at a frequency and living in a vibrational timeline where your podcast doesn't exist. It's at a different frequency. It's amazing. It's putting out different content. It's expanding minds of people all over the planet. And you are doing that. You now are the version that could do that, but you then were not like before you started, you had to do certain things to become the version of you that you are now that would be in alignment with what your podcast is finally here to do, which is what you imagined in the first place. But it is literally a vibrational game. If if you, whatever you're thinking about is resonating in a place that is just this magnificent frequency of potential in an infinite reality. And then you have to ask yourself if you're a match to it. And the way you would uh, analyze that within yourself is, are you making the choices that that version of you would make who was living in that timeline? And if 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 we're doing cocaine and going out and having crazy parties and doing all of these things and not enjoying it and consistently tearing our bodies apart and consistently staying out later than we need to and consistently abusing ourselves and others, then that's not the human that does what you're doing right now. Yep. So. You had to let go of the, but the reason we did it though, it's not, that That didn't just happen. It was a belief system that propelled that. It it is, it's a belief system about why that would be valuable to you or me or anyone who does those things. There's, there's a benefit, there's a payoff. And when we finally realized that the payoff, which was to make us feel good and have a good time is it's not real. (laughs) It's, it's not that thing that you can do all of that within, and then it will respond to you. That's when you start shifting.
1: I don't know, man. I remember a lot of high fiving, like having a really good time. It was amazing. A lot of- <laughs> no, listen,
0: but that's why I say it's not good or bad. So where yes, did it turn? Yes. It's not good or bad. Those times, I don't regret one of them, but I can tell you where it started to shift for me. When the reasons I gave myself for allowing all of those high fives and all those good times through doing those substances, when the reasons I gave myself for that being enough faded away.
1: You know what's crazy is it never, um, and I agree with you 100%, what's crazy is it it was never like an identity for me. It's just I I have always really kind of pictured myself outside of myself. I've had this observer tendency, this John Malkovich thing for like a really long time, and I guess I just recently realized what it was, but that's what it is. I've always just floated through this place and just gone, yeah, yeah, I want to try that. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's try a little of that. You know. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go fly over to China with my guitar. And that's how I feel about it, though. What's great about it, though, is uh, then like an evidence of this was, and I know everybody. Some people have had problems with this, but the Booger Sugar man, I just put it down. I was done. I mean, yeah. I loved the fuck out of it when I was doing it. And it was a lot yeah. of fun, uh, but it had ran its course, and I was over it. No judgment. Just said, okay, uh, let's do the next thing now. Uh, and the same thing with drinking. You know, wasn't necessarily a problem. It was just consistent. So I was just like, you know what. I'm done with this. Let's just stop. Where, it, you know, because it, it was easy for me to turn off because it's, I look at this as experiential. I'm like, okay, well, I've only got a little bit of time here uh, to, I think it's a Toby Keith song probably, but I've only got a little bit of time here. So let's fucking do it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's just how I see it, honestly. And I don't know that there's been necessarily negative attachments to it because I don't think I had any attachments to it other than the lens of experiential like living. And that was it. It's kind of like whenever you see things, your eyes take in information through your prefrontal cortex before it actually hits your vision center. So you actually, you know, you interpret it. There's a filter there. There's a buffer for the information. This is really good. This and is really good. So, and so you then look at it through the lens of just experiential. And so therefore it's filtered in that way. So it's almost like a like a blocker, like a dam for any kind of attachment that you might garner through it just because simply you just know it's a ride. you know what I mean? Right. But so now listen, you just nailed it. You just nailed it. But we have to talk
0: about because you've nailed it, why so many people don't nail it.
1: Okay. So. Because they identify, it's just the same way I feel about beliefs, right? Because I don't have beliefs because I don't attach myself to that because I'd like new information. And if I change it, that's great. But a lot of people attach themselves to these actions because they make them feel whole. Is that right?
0: Yes. So you must you must have come here with. If you are not attaching to something, then that means you were have always been more connected. You you said even initially that you zoom out. You're like I've always zoomed out. So zooming out is not something that many people can do if they believe that they are only the physical character. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So for you yes. to be able to zoom out and be like, I'm here to experience some stuff. Like let's experience <laughs> it and then go do some wild stuff. And at the end, just be like, I'm done with that. I'm good. Yeah. And have none of the collective unconscious narrative feeding you incessantly in your in your play by play of reality and who you are and judgment of this and that. Like if you don't have that, then that's why you are here sitting with a successful podcast because you would if follow this. So follow this. So good. So good. So good. You, <laughs> you nailed, you nailed I'm it. I'm here. I'm here for You're it. You're <laughs> sitting in a timeline of a version of you that does not have attachment to a limiting story about yourself. Yes. Is- yes. But there is a version of you that has a, in an infinite reality, there's a version of you that felt horrible about those things and blah, 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 blah. And there's in potential, there's a version of you where this reality, you're not here. You're still doing those things. You're binging. You're in a gutter somewhere. You've ruined your life. You absolutely, but and the difference between those two potential realities is the attachment to the judgment that comes from the experiences that we're here to have as human beings. And the more you can pan out from that and connect more with higher consciousness of who you truly are, A, I think you'd be more likely to identify maybe what you feel called to do. And then also there will be less judgment of the path that led you to that realization. And you'll be able to sit more effortlessly where you are in the seat of where you're supposed to be, not arguing with reality and not judging yourself for previous experiences. The difference between those two timelines is the judgment. You can take the same exact timeline and put them right next to each other and they have very different results based on the belief systems of those two humans that are you. And one of them, you're sitting here with a badass podcast, and the other one, you're in a gutter somewhere. Same actions. The actions are irrelevant. They're erroneous. Doesn't matter. Impartial. It doesn't matter.
1: I'll take your compliment. I will say my future self only says uh, that we. I did I worked my ass off on this for so long and made it what it is. You know, and made it so great to attract the guest that you are to have this conversation as my friend. I will receive 100%. your compliment. <laughs> I love pre- the shit out of A this. previous
0: version of me would not have <laughs> received that compliment. A previous version of me would have been like, oh, I don't know how to take that. Like, it's all about being able to receive and, and be open to who you are. And when you feel lack based thinkings, then you would not, again, just to go back, like you wouldn't have been able to allow this podcast to come through you. You wouldn't have felt worthy of it. I wouldn't have allowed myself to be a guest on this show because I wouldn't have felt worthy of it. There's no difference in the physical reality of what's happening except for the person's belief system about who they are and what they believe is possible. So when we're talking about all the crazy things we're talking about, we're literally just talking about detaching from the belief system to sit in the moment without any resistance to it because it was created a long time ago to allow the next thing to flow in.
1: Do you know, and what's so crazy about this is every step, every little... Uh, you know, time that you and I were like children and walked through a forest and we go, ooh, I want to go over there. And whatever time delay that was, all of these steps that we've taken, even, even down to that minutia, right? The turn that you took, meeting Gina, all of these things. Yeah. That none of this, what we're doing now, would have happened without that. And so what I love too, and I think that this is so deep, this place is so awesome, that it says, okay, not only are you going to meet this dope dude, you guys are both going to have really successful shows and have a blast together, but also independently. And then also you're going to come together every now and then and do some really dope shit. Because we haven't even talked about, I haven't um, aired anything about Cosmic yet, but that's a big thing that uh, I'm not going to spoil on this show, but we will talk about it moving forward again. We have some big things in the works here, guys, so look forward to that. But um, it, it's fascinating that even that, even like little moments, you know, and I think too, like all the way down to like every step and how it's all orchestrated, it. It's all the way down to like this one time when I was sitting there and um, I saw a bobcat, you know, walk right by. It was this magical moment. Yeah, it was like this magical moment where just this bobcat and it looked at me, I looked at it and it moved on. Or like whenever you see an owl or something and but if you weren't there at that time, looking in that place, right, not on your phone, something like that, you would have missed this magical moment. So what if every damn thing that you've ever done is leading to just all of these series of magical moments that are all kind of planned out or that, that are just along the way for you to enjoy? It's kind of like, you know, when you're on a road trip and it says, like, turn off you could, for a scenic route. We always do those, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. We take the yellow map, the yellow lines on the map. Those are the scenic routes. It's like, yeah, if we're going to go there, let's make it beautiful. Who gives a shit if it takes a little bit longer? It's going to be way better, right? Yeah. But um the 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 whole journey of life and the whole experiential nature of things is crazy. And I don't know that we'll ever figure it out, but I love talking about the ideas, and this is why I love you so goddamn much, dude. You've just been <laughs> such an awesome guy and just Thanks. such a great friend. Uh so let's do I want to hear about dreams and then I'm gonna have to cap it here because I gotta go eat something. The wife's making dinner. And uh yeah, we, no, this has uh, been a good one. This is we've this been going forever. pretty
0: smooth on this one for a while. I'm pretty hungry
1: myself. Well, what's cool too, and I'll just say this and get out of your way, but of the um that both of us have had like I've never had this level of conversation. We go really deep on this place, um, but the, this level, but I it took having all of the conversations just on this show in particular to be able to have the one I'm having with you now. And your show, you've been explaining 600 episodes worth of amazing shit that uh, now you can use in this as well. And just like you said, even the little... I guess not flaws, just the little immaturity that we had not to be able to just take a goddamn compliment, right? Uh, even that little part uh, has changed in us since you and I met, what, seven months ago, something like that. So yeah. it's just a crazy cool thing. I love every fucking bit of this. And I, like I said, adore the fuck out of you. So dreams, Pat Mahan, blow our fucking minds, dude.
0: Okay. This is just, just something to think about, okay? Because the one thing that's consistent between this reality that we're in, we're, we're going to call it on Earth. where we're in our bodies and you and I are talking in two completely different parts of the country, but through sound waves and vibrations and everything, here we are. And we don't question that, but science, but one, the one thing that is consistent between this experience, DMT, higher conscious uh, craziness, like what is possible there and dreams is that there is an awareness of, of all, all three of those things. Right. There's an awareness. <clears throat> you're aware that this is happening.
1: OK, I was going to say you're not aware in this life that dreams and DMT are a thing. You're not, you're aware in DMT that dreams and life are a thing. And that like you're right aware now in this reality, we're, are...
0: we're aware of this reality. Yes. Yes. But we could think about like if we've done DMT, what that would look like and how it would be. But we're, it's just thought. It's a memory. <clears throat> and your dreams, you forget them right away. Similar to DMT, when you come down, you forget your dreams usually, typically right away. Like when you come back and you're like, oh, I got to write my dream down and then it's gone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. DMT, same thing. You go, your awareness goes somewhere else and the I am of you, right? Well, sometimes all we're aware of is that we're aware of. You read Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind? No, Michael Pollan. Dude. I'm on it. I'm on it. Michael, you know who he is. He was like, he's a big. Uh, he used to write wrote a couple of books about like food, actually, and that's how he transitioned. Oh,
1: I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, so badass. He, he,
0: he did this experimentally to kind of get an idea of these mushrooms and what they would do. Um, and he ended up going on this, you know, unbelievably profound journey of, you know, trying. Uh, you know different forms of DMT, MAO, and and uh, like the the toad, you know all those yeah, things. Five H T T P. Yeah, yeah. So he did the toad one, and he said that he hit a, a place because uh, I, I forget who asked him. It might have been Rogan asked him. Like, was it, were you ever scared? Is there anything you were ever terrified of? And he's like, yes, I did this one experience with the toad, and he blasted so far out of what he believe what we believe our bodies to be. He blasted so far out of it that there was nothing. He was aware of nothing and he said i've never been so happy that there was something like you know some people ask that question like why is there something instead of nothing he says i had this unbelievable experience of nothingness and i was never so happy happy that there was something but my point of this was that to say that There was nothing, even in certain DMT trips, like there's nothing recognizable. We don't bring many things from this reality into a high conscious psilocybin experience where you're blasted out of your body or DMT experience. Like you can't come, you come back from a DMT experience and you couldn't even articulate to somebody what happened. You know what I mean? Like there's no words, there's nothing there that is very similar to here. Um, So experiencing all of these things. And then when you're up in DMT land, you're not, I'm not aware of if I'm laying on a bed here you know what I'm saying? Like this reality doesn't, it's not a thing. I'm only aware, right? Doesn't apply. This reality that we're so aware of right now, where I am me and you are you. It doesn't apply when I am, I've done these DMT trips. As a matter of fact, Pat Mahan, the character of me is nowhere in sight. There's no reference to a character In in this game, like it's just constantly just awareness taking in other things. There's an awareness of I am, but no character, and then you come back down into your character, and you're like, oh Jesus, okay, all right, I got a body. Okay, you're who are you? Like you just (laughs) come back into this place, like. And in my experience, and I've I've heard many you know uh, stories from other people that say that 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 reality is way more real than what this reality appears to be. Like that this appears to be the dream when when you're coming from the, this place, like there's this recollection, if you've seen the spirit molecule where they're like, I've been there before. Yeah. Like I've been there before. And then this feels like the dream. Like I, I woke up here, but this is the dream. This is not real. Like that was never, nothing was ever more real to me. So now the, the similarities between those two things are awareness. Nothing else is similar. The experiences are completely different. The only thing that's the same is awareness. Now go into your dream, right? And in your dream, imagine for me, the most vivid, realistic dream that you can just, I'm sure you've had them. You know what I mean? So like you may not be able to call recall specifics, but everyone can pretty much remember a time where they woke up from a dream and they didn't know for a second where they were. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. am I in this dream still? Or am I, where am I? Like there's that gap between waking up from a dream and then waking up here right? So now when you're in the dream reality, your awareness is you're aware of whatever's going on there. You're having lunch, you're having dinner, you're at a wedding, you're at a party, you're riding this, you're in a spaceship, you're flying, whatever you want. So your awareness in that moment is aware of only that. You're not aware of this place most of the time at all, even if there's some similarities. You are in that place, in that moment, in that dream. You only know you're dreaming when you wake up, right? Yeah. You only know you're dreaming when you wake up and you're like, oh, geez, that was a dream. That was a dream. And then it vanishes. But when you're in the dream, when you're recalling it for those couple of minutes, it was as real as could be every single time. Now there's something called a lucid dream, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where we, who is we, can wake up inside of a dream. And you could be, get to the degree that you aren't freaked out by this. You can actually cultivate the ability to manipulate your your experience inside of the dreamscape. You can make conscious choices inside of your dream reality because you're aware that you're dreaming, you can get to this point where you can 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 have this happen. Who is waking up? Who you're? You are. You could be a suitcase in a dream. I've not always been me, Pat Mahan, in this body in my dream. I've been other things in my dream, other people. I've I've been in realities in my dream where like I didn't recognize anybody, but I knew who they were. Like I've had that experience before in a dream. So now, who wakes up in a lucid dream? Who is in DMT world looking at things that have no reference to me in this body or this reality at all? And who is in this body right now talking to you? So now take these three experiences of consciousness, and then there is one similarity, one thing that's continuous, and that is the awareness of all three. That is the I am that we're talking about. Now, when we talk about like the syllogism that we were referring back, swinging it back, circle back, guy all around. Bad. When we talk about like that I am thing, right? That if if something were to happen to me, if we were to wake up right now from this reality, and Go to wherever maybe we're, we're at, we're rooted, the higher self is, right? Like this is just one reality. Earth is one dimension. There's multiple different places that you can go, be, do, whatever. Let's just assume that. So if we if dying in this reality is waking up in another one, right? Like Roy, the video game, when he dies in that reality and he was so real to him, but he woke up in this reality and he's like, oh, Jesus, it was a game. It was a game. It was a game. So if that's the case, and when you die here, you wake up in the real reality. How can I say it? Oh. When you've been in a dream with a bunch of people that are absolutely real and physically real. When you're in that dream, it's real. It's real. Things are physical in that dream. Like when you're in it, you're driving a car. This is a real car. If you were having a conversation in that dream with another person about how real this car was, there's no denying it in the dream. This is a real car. You're a real person. I'm out to dinner with you three people and this is real and you're real right and if we were having this conversation in that dream and i said to you if i were to die now or wake up like if i were to pop out of this if, if my reality ends here that everyone else goes away too because i'm all there is and everyone is a projection of my my subconscious if i were to say that in my dream reality to those dream people that are so real in that dream and so physical they would all say i was crazy but then i wake up and i come here and all of those people in that dream are gone
1: Fuck, dude, it, uh, it's the biggest mind fuck out there because I mean, then you, then you say, well, what is the dream, right? I mean, is this just like a game? Like you said, where it, we just push save whenever we go to sleep at night and then it picks oh, up no. in the morning whenever we hop back in here. Is it some sort of online training class that we go through? You know, is it school over there? They're like, all right, you need to get your lessons on earth and, you know, and then it's this constant thing to evolve, which would lend to more of the task thing, but you're Right. Now it's interesting too. It blows my fucking mind about what you said because it's all brilliant, and I'm just gonna. It's gonna take me forever to process. But what I'm getting from it now <clears throat> is this fascinating concept of that things are consistent here, but they have to be consistent here for the lesson to be learned, for the experience to be had in completion. It has to be like some continuity. Continuity. On the other side, or in your dreams. It's not. It's fluid. It's lucid. You can do different things. You're with different entities. You're a different thing. You're an acorn. You're Pat Mahan and that. Uh, You do whatever you want. So that is fluid and flexible. But what we think from our perspective is that's the fake one that you make up. But what's really true is that they're both right. You make both of them up. You make this one up too. It's just that you have a firmer grasp in here with a stronger pull towards that it's not accurate because that's part... Of the experience here it's part of the density that's fucking crazy dude
0: right you know right correct (sighs) so now take that and apply the lucid dream waking up in your dream and what is potentially possible for you within the guidelines of that dream and apply it to here we can wake up here and ask of this reality what we believe is possible from it
1: yes and that's part of it that's why it's experienced in this way because it has to be has to be fucking hell yeah man dude i <clears throat> i can't thank you <laughs> enough i'm telling you we're gonna go out on that because i'm my mind's fucking blown I'm uh i just love the shit out of you dude Pat, i love you too man so much <laughs> thank you so much dude uh pat my hand guys uh all the ways to find him of course will be linked down in the show notes i cannot thank you enough brother we will do this again we have a lot of big things 2022 is going to be a big year and happy new year to you my friend Tony, happy new year my friend to send gina our best okay uh, i will do we will do all right thank, thank you. you much love um I don't I don't even know like how to outro this episode. I really don't. Um that was one of the most incredibly incredible conversations I've ever been a part of. Pat is I mean, what can you say about the dude, right? I mean, it just blows your fucking mind. You get to a point with I guess all this research and and where you start thinking about these things and Pat comes in and it's just like, how about this? And it's amazing. So I'm uh, incredibly grateful for him spending some time with us. Y'all check the show notes for sure. Go check out Pat Mahan's show show. Uh, like attracts like. It is linked down there. Go look. He's doing some amazing shit, guys. Uh, he's my anchor uh, for the high vibe for sure. Uh, and I hope he can be y'all's as well so um just wanted to thank everybody i guess personally for the 100 episodes um i am really looking forward to next year and what we have coming up and i'm grateful for you guys being along here for the ride with me so hang in there we've got a bunch of cool shit going on and like i said in the beginning this is only the beginning Uh, so stick around so um go out into this beautiful place guys um And just uh, pick up a piece of litter, uh, go ahead and buy a coffee or a meal for somebody in line around you or behind you, it doesn't matter. Uh, be nice to everybody that you come across Hold some doors open, smile at everybody that you come across There's nothing wrong with it It's a beautiful way to spread the vibe uh, Also, get out of the left-hand lane um, 100 episodes now, uh, we'll get it maybe in another 100 we'll, we'll start to see that shift Get out of the fucking left-hand lane If you got somebody behind you looking to pass That is also how you live in the 5D And not uh, in a lower vibration Like just sitting over there, babysitting the lane Yeah, we know who you are Stop it, uh, it's not cool and you're not helping anybody So get out of the fucking left-hand lane and go out into this beautiful place, guys, no matter what this is, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. All right, we are clear. God damn, Pat. That was so good. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) <laughs> that
0: was the that best was. ever.
1: I <laughs> grabbed you. All my hey, hair is wild. Does? you look fucking great. The energy was there. Man, I just. I...